gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast, episode 64, which is entitled Takeaway. I am your host, G2, and before I get into the topics, let's go and give you the National Food Days of the Week. Today, March 6th, is Oreo Day. Tomorrow, March 7th, is Crown Roast of Pork Day, and also Cereal Day as well. March 8th, Peanut Cluster Day. March 9th, Crab Meat Day, as well as Meatball Day. March 10th, Blueberry Pop Over Day as well as Ranch Dressing Day. March 11th, Johnny Appleseed Day. So I'm just thinking it's probably going to be apples, as well as Oatmeal Nut Waffles Day. That's a weird one to me, but again, hey, people like what they like. And finally, to end it off, March 12th, Baked Scallops Day, as well as Milky Way Day. So I suggest eat your Milky Ways on that uh, 12th, if you like Milky Ways. I've always been a crunch guy myself, but and a Kit Kat guy. So... Milky Way's alright. Anyway, um, before I get into everything, I just also I still I gotta start off with I am sending prayers still to the Ukrainian people. I still don't understand what's going on with this Russian uh takeover. I don't understand it. I knew last week I said I was gonna try to do some research on it. Listen, I had schoolwork. I know it's a lazy thing to say, like, oh my god, you still gonna pill? Listen, I had schoolwork, but I did look into certain things, and right now, what I want to read some to you is from Business Insider, and the title did read this. The Kremlin staff didn't expect Putin to invade Ukraine and were shocked by the severity of Western sanctions, report says. As article reads, Kremlin officials say they didn't know Russian President Vladimir Putin would invade Ukraine and were shocked by the severity of Western sanctions imposed upon it, the independent Russian investigative outlet agency reported. One unnamed senior official said people in the Kremlin did not know that it would be an all-out invasion and that many were shocked when news of military assault broke, the outlet said. In the run-up to the invasion, Putin's cabinet had only prepared to deal with Western sanctions introduced over Russia's decision to recognize the independence of the Ukrainian regions of Luhansky and Dunetsky, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the names, on February 21st, not for an invasion of source close to Putin's administration told agency. After Russia invaded countries, including the U.S. and U.K., as well as the U.E., which is uh, European Union, sanctioned Russia, Russian entitles and individuals, seizing assets belonging to those closest to Putin and ejecting Russian banks from the swift global financial system. See, right there, that just lets me know that Putin did this all on his own and only like a certain close knit of his people knew that he was going to do this. So all this is the brainchild of Putin. I don't understand the whole deal with, yo, a country wants to break away. We got to now stomp them out because they want to break away from us. I understand there's nothing but power and power corrupts people's heads once they get it. Again, I don't live out there. I live in America. I live in the southern parts of America. But 
Only thing I do know is that, yo, this is still weird to me. It's not cool. I'm not uh, cool with all that. And I want to read you guys something here. And this one I'm about to read to you is from um, NPR. And they're going to give you the numbers of casualties on both sides. Because the list does read, Russia confirms casualties in Ukraine ahead of the next round of talks. And for the Russian side, they have announced that 498 Russian troops have died and 1,597 more have been injured. And on the Ukrainian side, it has said that the Ukrainian troops have lo have lost 2,870, which meaning they have been killed, and around 3,700 are injured and 572 have been captured. See, again, this is, this, I don't understand it. I don't understand why this is all really going down. This is, I I know I just read it and I know I just said something about power, which still could be the thing here, but I don't get it. If somebody wants to break away, you let them break away. You ain't got to cause a big rift. Now, do I think that you could have a talks with them as they're breaking away? Yes. Do I think you strip them of certain things, of liberties that they're not going to be able to get privileges from you? Yes. If that's the way that you feel, because once you're ahead of a country, you're going to feel some type of way. You're going to feel tight. Just like in a relationship when somebody breaks away from somebody, somebody's going to feel tight. By the way, that's right now with Kanye West and uh, Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian and Kanye. If you're hearing this, please quit, bro. Quit. Let Kim be with Pete. It's all right, brother. It's okay. You're going to hurt right now. If just put this like this, if somebody were to do that to your daughter right now, would you feel okay with that? No, you'll be wanting to try to ride on them. So Kanye quit, all right? But getting back to this Ukraine stuff, seriously, this doesn't make sense. You strip them away certain certain things that you were once giving them at a time. That doesn't mean for you to throw out an all-out war to them. And I was and I was thinking to myself, what is what are we doing about it? Because America, we are known for getting into everybody's business. We're known for jumping into uh wars or jumping into countries when it has nothing to do with us at all just because we're america and we got to do something so i started doing a quick google search and i found an article from the hill and it literally says on the title how the u.s is helping ukraine fight russia and in the article it says the u.s has contributed more than one billion dollars to help ukraine's military over the past year and has pledged more aid as russia's week-long war against the countries continue washington has reportedly sent hundreds of Stinger missiles as part of the latest package of defensive aid while the White House on Wednesday asked Congress to authorize an additional $10 billion in security, humanitarian, and economic assistance for Ukraine. But as the war presses on, the U.S. will have to change its strategy on how to get that aid to Ukraine as well as to evaluate how to help Ukraine survive a long-term conflict through security and humanitarian aid. Over the past six months, President Biden has used his presidential drawdown authority three times the power that allows the president to respond to unforeseen emergencies without legislative sign-off. So I see they're probably thinking this is going to be one of them. They said the most recent one was his use of authority was on February 26th, approval of $350 million in security assistance. Uh, Jessica Lewis, Assistant Security, well, Assistant Secretary of State for Political and Military Affairs, told the House Armed Service Committee on Tuesday that the package included Javelin anti-tank missiles, 
which can be carried and launched by a single person. Those are probably the most impactful weapons that we can provide the Ukrainians because they can be used by individuals from ambush positions or in lots of different circumstances, and they can pretty reliably kill Russian tanks, said Frederick Kang, director of Critical Threats Project at the American Enterprise Institute. The U.S. has also reportedly sent Ukraine hundreds of Stinger anti-aircraft missile defense systems, which can be deployed by group forces to shoot at targets in the air. Frederick said it's harder to take down Russian aircraft with the anti-aircraft systems, but they can absolutely become a nightmare for Russian helicopters. See, okay, so it looks like we are at least doing something for them, so I'm cool with that. I just wish that, yo, this thing didn't happen. I just wish that Russia would have just let the Ukraine government do what it do if they wanted to separate, yo, cool. Just let it happen, but again... Hey, we're at reality right now. We're being realistic here. and We're seeing the war happen over in the Ukraine. And I also want to say this. The Russian people are kind of getting on some backlash, too. A lot of Russian people aren't cool with this war going down in the Ukraine. Not a lot of Russian people because their uh, certain privileges are starting to get taken away from them from the rest of the world because certain businesses that have business over in the Ukraine are starting to start uh, pull their stuff from the Ukraine. Uh, businesses are starting to pull out, and the New York Post has a list of companies that have decided to cut ties with Russia over the Ukrainian invasion. And I just want to read off a list of those. It says Hollywood Studios, Disney, Warner Brother, and Sony Pictures Entertainment suspended new films released in Russia, so they're just suspending them right now. Uh, Adidas has suspended its partnership with the Russian football union with immediate effect nike has made purchase merchandise purchases on his websites and app unavailable in russia as it cannot guarantee delivery puma has stopped deliveries to russia as though although it's 100 stores in the country are open so if you were trying to get shoes that were out of the country you're not going to get them so you basically got to walk with whatever your puma stores in your country has h&m the world's second biggest fashion retailer has temporarily suspended all its sales in Russia. That's all is off that. Tech for Apple has paused all pro product sales in Russia. Uh, Google has blocked mobile apps connected to Russian broadcasters, RT and Sputnik, after earlier removing Russian state publishers from news-related features. Microsoft said it will remove state-owned RT's mobile apps from the Windows app soon. Well, Windows App Store and banned advertisements on Russian state-sponsored media. Laptop maker Dell Technology said it has suspended product sales in Ukraine and Russia. Mercedes-Benz is looking to diverse, well, divest its 15% stake in Kamaz as soon as possible. General Motors and Sweden's Volvo Cars has suspended vehicle exports to Russia until further notice. Mitsubishi said it may suspend production and the sale of its cars in Russia. Harley Davidson, Harley Davidson said it has suspended its business and shipments of bikes to Russia. Ford suspended operations in Russia until further notice. Uh, British luxury car makers Jaguar, Land Rover, and Aston Martin has paused vehicle shipments to Russia. BMW has halted the export of cars to Russia and said it would stop production there. And Honda said it suspended 
auto, uh, automobile and motorcycle exports to Russia as well. See, Russian, Russia is starting to just get hit with a whole lot of things. And there's other businesses as well, like UPS and FedEx have halted delivery services to Russia and the Ukraine because obviously they don't want their people to get hurt. But you get what I might drift here. This war has cost Russia to stop losing certain businesses. And I'm not sure the Russian people are going to be cool with that because just like everybody else, they need their stuff. They need what they need to continue about their lives. But hey, we'll see what happens. Hopefully with these next rounds of talks, we'll get somewhere. This whole war between the, well, this invasion that Russia has on Ukraine, because this isn't a war. A war is two opposing sides willing to do battle. This was literally just a straight up, just attack that happened last week. And to me, I still can't wrap my head around it. I wish the Ukrainian people nothing but support. I do. I hope you guys are able to find some uh, support and some shelter somewhere. And please be safe the best that you can. I know there's still people out there trying to shoot you up and capture you and all this stuff, which is a nasty thing. But please, for the love of God, I want you to find some shelter, some food, and just find a place that you can be safe. That's all it is. I am praying for you. I hope you guys are okay. I really do. Um, yeah, just everybody, please pray for the Ukrainian uh, government, Ukrainian people over there, over this whole uh, attack. And let's hope that this uh, invasion will get done real quick so the Ukrainian people can try to pick back up uh, their lives as smoothly and as effectively as much as they can. Now, with that all being said, let me get on with another topic that I have right here. This comes from ABC News. The jury finds ex-officer not guilty on all counts in shooting during Breonna Taylor raid. A jury in Louisiana, Kentucky has found Britt Haskinson, the former police officer charged with recklessly shooting into a neighboring apartment during the course of the raid that ended with the death of Breonna Taylor, not guilty on all three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree. Haskinson was charged with three counts of wanton endangerment for firing multiple shots into a neighboring apartment that endangered the lives of three people on March 13, 2020. The jury deliberated for just three hours before returning its verdict. Haskinson fired 10 shots into Taylor's apartment, several of which entered a neighboring apartment where a man, child, and pregnant woman were living, according to the prosecutors. Prosecutors said Cody Etherton, Chelsea Knapper, and her son were all sleeping at the time of the shooting. Bullets and casings from Haskinson's gun were found at the scene and retrieved from a common wall of Taylor and her neighbors. In an interview with Louisville Metro Police Department's Public Integrity Unit in the weeks following the shooting, Haskinson alleged that he saw muzzle flashes in that and was certain at the time he heard an AR-15 rifle firing out of the apartment. After he heard gunshots, Haskinson said he thought fellow officer Sergeant Jonathan Magaletti, whatever, he's a long dummy last name, had been shot. He said he assumed other officers were hit as well. I thought they were being executed. He said no AR-15 or corresponding bullets or casings were found on the scene. The prosecution delivered its closing arguments Thursday. And as you could tell, ta-da, they found him not guilty in all three counts. This doesn't, you know, I don't care what nobody says, dog. I thought this, I thought that. No, dog. You guys, listen, 
Breonna Taylor's whole thing was the no-knock situation, and Breonna Taylor ended up dying over something, over police officers' fault. That's all what Breonna Taylor's whole situation was. She ended up dying over police officers thinking that, I believe that her boyfriend was a wanted man, and they try to say that the boyfriend shot at the police officers, which they ended up finding not true, and they try to say that he was a criminal or whatever the case may be. Still not the truth as well. And now we got this officer over here who is now trying, not trying, well, he did get off, and it doesn't make sense to me. What's the one takeaway I can take away from this whole legitimate story is that, again, is the shield being the shield. Sometimes it Sometimes we get a win in the public. Sometimes we get a loss, and we get a loss a lot. It's always these type of cases that make people get upset with things. I didn't know this case was going on until I looked at it, and then I saw the verdict. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. This case, this was a thing? Because, again, this is nothing but common sense. We talked about A lot of people talked about it in 2020. A lot of people talked about it in 2021, the whole Breonna Taylor thing. People were talking about it. And the whole no-knock warrant thing kind of stemmed from Breonna Taylor's situation. So I just don't understand how this guy can basically get off. Well, the jury found him not guilty in all three counts. Yo, he shot at a, a different apartment that was next to Taylor. Dog, that doesn't, that doesn't mean he gets off. He gets some type of repercussion. He gets some type of things. And they say former officer would. So now they're going to say, well, Gerald, he lost his job. That's punishment enough. No, because if that gunshot bullet would have shot either uh, Cody or Chelsea over here, we would have had a different situation. One of them would have died. And then we got another person dead because of police officers' incompetency over here. No, this doesn't, this doesn't sit right with me. And this is why everybody has to realize why whenever a police officer does something stupid, and they go down for being stupid, we have to cheer for that because you guys, again, I constantly say this every time when I look at any type of police uh, case, you guys are literally representing the badge. You guys are shielded by the badge. You guys are enforcing power. That badge has power. That badge and that gun combo has power. Without the badge, you were just holding a gun and you're basically like everybody else out here on the street with that badge. That badge is literally separating you from us out here. And with that badge, that badge means that you're supposed to protect the people in your community. You're supposed to protect uh, people from if they're going to get robbed, raped, uh, any type of bad thing that's going to happen to anybody killed. You're supposed to stop these type of things. You're not supposed to be the person conflict making these type of Situations killing people for unjust situations. And this happened with Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor got killed for an unjust situation. They never got justice for that. Her mother, I believe, got money for it. But, I mean, money does not going to bring back the price of somebody's life. They're not going to bring back that person. People would rather trade in the money, all that money that they got for that person to come back on this earth again. I guarantee you that. And secondly, this guy shot at a neighboring apartment. He's guilty of shooting at a neighboring apartment. He has to face some type of something. And again, whatever it is, it should be something, not just him losing his job. Because if that's the case, a lot of officers are going to lose their jobs. Just go, okay, I shot at something. Okay, I lost my job. Now you can go to a different precinct and get another job. He can go to a different precinct and move and get a different job. And the only thing you got to do is play nice, nicey, and then 
they'll just be okay with him because he was a man behind the badge. This is why I look at the badge and be like, all right, I know what it is. The world knows what it is. I just want people to realize that, yo, the badge is the badge. We got to look at it. And I want people that are wearing the badge to respect it. Because if you want people out here in the world to respect your badge, you got to respect it yourself. You guys can't be out here doing dickhead things. And to me, this was a dickhead thing. Breonna Taylor should still be alive. Uh, George Floyd should still be alive. We know the, you know the, you know the deal. I don't have to go on a spiel about who should be alive around here. But, hey, I just want y'all to take away this one thing. Please, officers, if you are listening to this, please be respectful of the badge. And please don't be dickheads. Don't do anything stupid out here. Now, on to another thing, which kind of shocked me, if I'm going to be honest with you, because I thought this was already taken care of years ago. This comes from the Washington Post. The Supreme Court has reinstated the death penalty for the Boston Marathon bomber. And if you remember, there was two Boston Marathon bombers. There was an older brother and a younger brother. The older brother, uh, I believe he killed himself after he did that, or either he got in a shootout with the officers, one or the two. And then the younger brother, he ran. They caught him. He was in the back of, I believe, some type of boat in somebody's backyard, and he was hiding underneath it. The cops got him. Anyway, uh, Friday, the Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty for the Boston Marathon bomber who was convicted in 2013 for the attack that killed three people and left hundreds injured. The vote was 6-3 to three with the liberal justices in dissent. The article reads, the Boston Marathon bomber's uh, guilt was not an issue. A three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the First Circuit had upheld his conviction on 27 counts that included charges in the death of a graduate student from China, a restaurant manager, and an eight-year-old from Boston. But last July, the judges agreed with the Marathon Bombers' lawyers that the judge overseeing in the 2015 trial did not adequately questioned potential jurors for bias in the case, which received massively massive uh, publicity. In overturning the bomber's death sentence, the panel also said some evidence was improperly withheld that might have indicted his older brother, who was more culpable for the bombing. The older brother was killed as police closed in on the brothers days after the April 2013 bombing, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote for the majority that there had not had been no significant errors in the U.S. District Judge George A. O. Toils Jr.'s handling of the high-profile trial. Boston Marathon bomber, I can't say his last name, that's why his whole name, because I don't know how to save a man's name, but that's the reason why I keep on saying Boston Marathon bomber, uh, committed heinous crimes, Thomas wrote, joined by other members of the Supreme Court, the Sixth Amendment nonetheless guaranteed him a fair trial before an impartial jury. He received one. In dissent, Justice Stephen G. Breyer addressed only one part of the bomber's case. His lawyer's arguments that all his older brother took the leading role and induced the younger brother's participation in the bombing. Specifically, Otoyo said the lawyers could not introduce Disputed testimony that the older brother previously committed three murders in Waltman, Mass. That could have raised doubt at the sentencing phase about the younger brother's role, Breyer wrote, and it would have taken 
will take it only one jurist change of mind to have produced a sentence other than death, even if a severe one. Thomas countered that O'Toole was right not to introduce the unrelated murder, partly because there was no way to confirm or verify the related facts since all of the parties involved were dead. See, okay, I don't need to read any more of this. Here's the deal. Why are we still here? This was a big thing. People, if you remember this, because I believe I was in, I was rounding out school at this time. And this was a big thing because every time, every Friday I have my senior slash junior year, because I got out one year early of my high school year, and I graduated in 2013, there was a class I was in. We had to write up a news a highlight of what happened for a news article in the week or what we could pick anything that we want. And this was one of them. Everybody basically talked about this because it was the hot thing. There was no way you could uh, get away from it. This still try to, this still gets to me because you guys ended up bombing a Boston marathon. People are running just for a charity or whatever the case may be. You guys set off pressure cookers that had nails and everything else inside of it, and it exploded. People died. People are injured. Some people are amputated. I mean, what are, what are we doing? There's no way you're going to tell me that we're not going to have the death penalty on for this kid. Seriously, how are we not going to allow that to go down? And I know certain people might say, Joe, the death penalty, don't you think it's a little bit too hard? No. You had people lose their life. You had people get their freaking body parts taken off of them, they're amputated, some of them have lost sight, some of them have lost their hearing, some of them can't regain certain things back, and you want me to feel sad for this, sad for them, no, you have, okay, let me do this for you right now, I have an older brother, if he tells me to come out with him, okay, to commit a crime, I have within my power to say, nah, I'm good, the same way that anybody else does, See, this thing does not, see, that's one thing that people got to understand. You have to have free will. You have free will over anything that you do in this life. Certain times you don't, certain times you do. This kid, he had free will. He had free will to say not to his brother. I'm good on that. I'm not trying to do it. But, hey, he was with him, and his older brother took him down a deep down path, but he went along for the ride. So how am I supposed to feel sorry for him? I, I, I can't. Me personally, I can't because I grew up with siblings. I know what it's like to be peer pressured into some uh, one of them say, hey, oh, we need to do this or let's do this. And I can tell you point blank. I said, nah, sometimes I said, yeah, but whenever it was something so dumb, I said, nah, I'm good. Because you want to know why? It was stupid. It doesn't benefit me at all. And the older brothers know that. His older brother should have told him, hey, uh, what's going to go down? He, the younger brother, with all his foresight, should have knew this was a bad idea. This was a bad idea on paper. In movie concepts, this was one hell of a bad idea, but they still went along with it. It doesn't make sense to me. And I'm supposed to say, nah, he ain't going to get death penalty? No, death penalty. Same thing with homeboy in the theater, uh, the Batman dude. Uh, the convicted, uh, the dude that shot out the Batman theater is not coming to me now, but he, I believe, is on death penalty. Hold on one second, and I'm back. I'm sorry, I had to take do a little, quick little pause there. Um, I am completely wrong. The guy James Holmes, who did the whole Batman shooting in, I believe, 
what, 2012? Wow, 2012, one year before the Boston freaking marathon bombing. Ain't this some... Mm. Anyway, um, he was found... Well, he's basically on 12 life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole and an additional 3,318 years in jail. So that means this mug is never getting out. I would love for him to have been on death row, to be honest with you. I thought that it was going to do it immediately, but nah, they didn't do that. So they decided to put him on uh, this. Oh, they here's the thing right here. Holmes was arrested shortly after the shooting and was jailed without bail while awaiting trial. Following this, he was hospitalized after attempting suicide several times while in jail. Holmes entered a plea that was not guilty by reason of insanity, which was accepted. Uh, so they really allowed this mug to really get away with that. I would have never. This kid would have been dead on arrival, straight up. I'm going to say, well, he wants to commit suicide? All right, let him, let him die in jail. Let him, let him kill him. Matter of fact, I'll help you out. I'll get some guards to kill you right there so we all can get done with it here. That's me. If I was the owner of a jail, I ain't going to try to stun on you. Some of you mugs in jail right now that used to be playing that whole straight up, uh, I'm insanity, guilty, not guilty by insanity. All right, I'll show you something. Oh, do you try to commit suicide? There's Get the... Nah, <laughs> nah, dog. Nah, I don't... Certain people, I let slide with that attempted suicide stuff. But some of y'all, if y'all in jail... Y'all got a thing wrapped around your neck. Y'all know what time it is. Come on now. I would have put James Holmes on death penalty. The same way this Boston Marathon kid is getting death penalty, James Holmes should be getting death penalty. Since James Holmes isn't getting death penalty, now I really got a question. And like, are we supposed to give this kid death penalty or not? Because if we don't give James Holmes it, how are we going to give this young kid it? Now you're making me, now this is making me rethink my thoughts. You know what? I'm on the side of it. You know what? You can't give this kid death penalty because of James Holmes. A guy went into a movie theater and he just started lighting up a movie theater while people are watching a Batman movie where people are dying. And I mean, dying, dying. How? Matter of fact, this is completely ridiculous. 12 counts of first degree murder, 140 counts of attempted first degree murder. That's for James Holmes, the movie theater one. While the Boston Marathoner, that only killed three people and left hundreds injured. See, this is what I'm saying. We got to set standards and rules now. Now that I'm looking at both of these two killers here, how are they both not on death row? We got one going on death row because it was at a Boston Marathon, while the other one, he did it at a movie theater where people are sitting down eating popcorn, talking to the lady or being there with their family and start shooting it up. What are we doing? Seriously, what are we doing? Now you have me leaning on the side of this kid shouldn't get death penalty if James Holmes isn't going to get death penalty. That would literally be my whole basis of my argument. How is this getting death penalty? Are we giving him death penalty because he's from the Middle East while we didn't give this white kid the death penalty because he's white? See, this is where that crux of that argument would basically be it. And this would make the Supreme Court look at both cases and tell me what's really the difference here. Both of them kill people. Both of them left people with mad trauma after it. What's the difference, literally? So, what I want you guys to take away from this is that if you commit a big crime, and this is a big crime, literally, you got to go to, you got to be on death penalty. And if not, you got to receive a lot of lives in jail. So, you won't ever, ever see another light of day, literally, outside of those prison walls. That's the only thing I can take away from this one, literally. So with that being said, on to the next topic. 
And the next topic is literally another jail thing here. And it's coming from Daily Mail as it writes, ex-U.S. Post Service mail carrier helped carry out the killing of workplace rival's husband, jury rules. Article reads, a former U.S. Postal Service mail carrier was convicted of first-degree murder in the shooting of another carrier's husband and killing that stemmed from a long-running feud between two female postal workers. After a three-day trial last week, a jury in Newport News Circuit Court deliberated for less than an hour before finding Teresha Mon Jackson, 31, guilty in the April 2021 slaying of Salahad Din Sabaz. Sabaz, alone among the group, is not working for the Postal Service, was shot and killed just after 2 a.m. April the 7th, 2021, in the front doorway of his Merchville area home. Prosecutors said Jackson wasn't the shooter, but enlisted another postal service carrier, Jeremy Todd Pinway, 41, to go with her to Shabazz's household early that morning. Jackson's conviction follows last year's mistrial in the case against Petway. The slaying prosecutors asserted stemmed from a long-running feud Jackson had with Sabaz's wife, mail carrier Jacqueline Sabaz. There were several workplace issues between the two women, with Jack, Jackie Sabaz acknowledging on the stand at trial that she had been having an extramarital relationship with another Postal Service mail carrier whose wife was close friends with Jackson. A string of incidents between the two women escalated in March 2021 when Jackson and Jackie Sabaz exchanged words outside a Newport News nail salon. Sabaz admitted to slashing Jackson's tires as she was getting her nails done. A few days later, Jackie Sabaz's vehicle was vandalized in her, in her driveway when the family was out of town. Her SUV was spray painted, its tire slashed, and an object stuffed into the gas tank. When Sabazes came home, they learned Jackson would attend a party at Harpoon Larry's restaurant on April 6th and would confront her. Witnesses said Sal Sabaz pointed a taser at others to keep them at bay while his wife and Jackson fought in the parking lot. Jackson would tell police later that Sal Sabaz also kicked her during an altercation. Following the fight, Jackie Sabaz and the couple's four daughters went to York County Motel for the night for their safety. Sal Sabaz, who was intoxicated at the time, decided to stay home. Jackie Sabaz testified she was talking on the phone with her husband when he got a knock on the door at 2 a.m. When he went to answer, she said she heard a brief exchange followed by gunfire. Sabaz was found dead just inside his door, front door with four cartridges casings found on the floor nearby. His family said he was a U.S. Army veteran who worked as a forklift operator at a local warehouse. He was the father of four daughters with Jackie Shabazz and has an older son in Indiana from a prior relationship. All right, so we got it. This was a thing between two women being too petty at the workplace, and this is what happened here. I don't know what to say for this. I don't. I don't like how they put it. He was a U.S. airman. All right, dog. Y'all could have did that earlier in the article. We do that after finding out that he kicked her. He kicked uh, Jackson in the fight as his wife and Jackson were getting on. If you already 
having people at bay and letting your wife and another woman that you haven't beef with scrap in a parking lot. You don't got to get in there and try to throw a kick in. What, would your girl getting beat down or something? Hey, that's besides the fact, here's the deal. Jackson is now going to jail for this. They haven't said how long she's going to be going to jail for. Uh, for me, killing, mm, I don't I don't know what to say for you. I don't know what to say. They said she faces up to life in prison at her sentencing in June. So we'll find out in June what Miss Jackson is going to be getting for the killing of Sal Shabazz. Only thing I can say is this, ladies, for the love of God, if you have beef at the office, please keep it at the office. Don't bring it home. I understand keeping things at work is a hard thing to do. Keeping things also in school is a hard thing to do. That's why people bring their school frustrations to the house, even though it's only might be between you and another person. If it's you and a teacher, yeah, tell your parents about it. But if it's you and another student, if they, you guys are just speaking words, you guys can handle that amongst yourself. But if it gets out of hand, then you need to talk to your parents about that, for real. But work-to-work situation. If you and another co-worker are not liking each other, or you and a rival co-worker, as it will with this, you guys will got to speak to each other. You guys don't have to say nothing. You guys can literally go about your day. Somebody can give you a stank look, you can give them a stank look back, or you can ignore it. You don't have to let this consume you, because a lot of things consume a lot of people. A lot of people feel angry at people whenever they start really digging into what it is about that person that they don't like. Sometimes it really just be over the little minute things. This, I'm not sure if it was minute, I'm not sure it was big, but the only thing that we do know is this, is that Somebody ended up dying over two women having beef. And it was literally one man's husband dying over this beef between the two women's. And the kicker is his wife was having a straight up affair underneath his nose. So he literally died for a woman that was cheating on him. How much, literally, how much of an L can you take as a dude for that? Literally, you are dead and your wife was cheating on you with somebody. Oh, my God, bro. Come on. Ladies, if you are beefing with somebody, please keep it between yourself. Don't include the men. Don't do that because guess what? You know how men get. We're going to get down. We're going to get scrappy with another dude over you. That's usually what it is. Men philosophy. We're going to fight another person because they said something about our woman. That's what it is. But if you are cheating on the man, Jesus, just take the L and shut the hell up. Don't say nothing because now what? Sal Shabazz is dead. His four daughters and his son doesn't have him because you got into an altercation with another person and that other person ended up killing your husband who you were having an affair on with somebody else. Come on. This doesn't, this is not a win situation here. This is nothing but a lose-lose. Ignore them. Go about your day, ladies and men. Please go about your day, please. That's your one takeaway. If you have beef with somebody at the job, Please go about your day. Don't pay no attention, okay? Now, next topic. Coming from Independent News, and it reads, Women accused of decapitating man during sex while high on crystal meth. Yes, that sounds weird as anything, but it's a true thing. As it reads, a 24-year-old woman, U.S. woman, has appeared in court accused of killing and mutilating a man during sex while high on crystal meth. Taylor, such business. I swear to God, y'all got to stop making these last names hard. Jesus, just pick a 
just pick a Thomas Brown, Jackson, Jones, something. Damn it, you don't got to have a long name because this last name was long. Matter of fact, I'll spell it out for you. S-C-H-A-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. If you're coming from another country, I understand that. But, yo, if you're in America legitimately, you ain't got to have a last name like this. This is ridiculous. Anyway, Taylor allegedly strangled the 25-year-old man from Green Bay, Wisconsin, then dismembered his body. She told police she put his head and penis in a bucket, according to a criminal complaint cited by WBAY. Taylor from Wisconsin was charged with first-degree intentional homicide, mutilating a corpse, and third-degree sexual assault at a Brown County court hearing on Tuesday where she appeared via video link. Police said officers were called to a home in Green Bay at around 3.30 a.m. on Wednesday. Taylor told them they were going to have fun trying to find all of the organs, according to a criminal complaint cited by WBAY. She reportedly told investigators she did not mean to kill the man. According to the complaint, Taylor says she was blacked out during part of it, but just went crazy and started strangling the victim. She allegedly then cut up his body, putting the remains in the basement and in a minivan. Police later found Taylor at her home with dry blood on her clothing. Assistant District Attorney Caleb Sanders called the crime one of the most serious offensive we've had in this county in some time. I think the facts alleged are extremely concerning and disturbing and go to the violent nature and grave nature of the offense, he said. Taylor is set to make her first, well, set to make her next court appearance in three weeks. So we had a woman high on Christmas killing another man who was 25 and she dismembered his body. I don't know if we're going to say she did this I don't know if they're going to say that Chris Smith played a big part in this. I'm not sure because usually they always try to throw out that if somebody was on some type of drug, they said the drugs made them do it or they were under this and they start trying to uh, put their whole case around this drug being bad for the community, bad for everybody. That's why this drug should be banned and all this type of stuff. But my client wasn't on this drug. This stuff would have never happened, yada, yada, yada. I'm not sure how her defense is going to uh, position this. I don't know what to say about this. I just wanted to bring this to you and let y'all know, yo, please don't do drugs. For the love of God, do not do drugs. Drugs shouldn't make you do this. If you're going to do a drug, do marijuana. At least you know what's up with marijuana. Marijuana keeps people calm. Now starting to become legal in a lot of states. Certain people need medical cards to get it, to smoke it. Hey, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't do nothing. I just kick back and just watch everybody do what they do. Hey, do what you do, but do it comfortably in your home for one. And two, be, please, be responsible with it. Do not uh, harm anybody in any of these circumstances for what you do, with what you want to do, okay? This topic, this article that I read was really disturbing. I found this article when I was at school one, well, school earlier this week. And it just really, well, as I read, it, I was like, yo, this is wild. So I had to get this on the 
I had to get this. I had to let you guys know about it. Just want to let y'all know, please, don't do any hard stuff. Don't do no cocaine. Don't do no meth. Don't do no heroin. Don't do no PCP. Don't do none of this. If you're going to do some type of alternative drug, just do marijuana. Marijuana is starting to become legal out here. And it's easy to get away with. There's CBD oils out here that, like, they say they take out the, like, high fiber or high DNA that's supposed to, like, mellow everybody out. I don't know what it is. If you want to do that, get some of the gummies out here. Get some of the food out here that has laced with marijuana. If you want something of that magnitude, do that. But do not do no hard stuff. That's all I got to say. That's the one takeaway I got from this. If you're going to do a drug, do marijuana. I say don't do drugs, me personally. But if you're going to try to explore and experiment with a drug, just do marijuana. That would be my best bet because the government is allowing it in states. They're starting to open it up. So, I mean, if the government's allowing it, finally, uh, you're starting to see that it's starting to become acceptable. So, do marijuana if you want to do any type of uh, drug. Now, next topic is coming from CBS News. Melinda French Gates on painful divorce and taking a different path was the title. The article says when Melinda French Gates and Bill Gates were married in 1994, she really thought they would be married till death do us part. Instead, after 27 years together, the couple announced their split last May. In an exclusive interview with CBS Morning's co-host Gail King, French Gates said that she never thought she would end up being divorced and did not expect their split to be a national conversation. Continuing on, I needed to take a different path, and so I think, you know, we knew that when the divorce was going to be announced, that it would be a surprise to people. She said, I felt bad about that, but I probably, I didn't have any sense of how big of a news it would be. You never, you can't anticipate something like that. After the divorce came out, Bill Gates admitted to having an affair French Gates says she had thought the couple was going to work through their issues, but there came a point where she realized she couldn't trust what they had. There have been reports that Bill Gates had multiple affairs during their marriage. French Gates said those are questions Bill needs to answer. French Gates was asked about how she felt about her former husband's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and whether that contributed to the decision to the divorce. She says she made it clear that she did not like him meeting with Epstein. As I said, it's not one thing. It was many things. But I did not like that he had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein. No, said French Gates. She herself met Epstein one time because she wanted to see who this man was. I regretted it from the second I stepped in the door. He was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards. So, you know, my heart breaks for these young women because that's how I felt. And here I'm an older woman. My God, I feel terrible for those young women. It was awful, French Gates said. And she continued to go further and further and on and on about uh, her and Bill Gates' relationship. And you get the drift. This It is what it is. Melinda Gates did a whole sit-down interview with Gail King. If you want to go and see it, it's on YouTube. It's on uh, CBS News for YouTube. I'm pretty sure of that. And listen... I understand it. Women, and you know what? I wanted to have a conversation about this. Well, a quick one, because I want to try to get you guys out of here quickly. When a woman cheats 
on a man. It's real hard for a man to get over that. It really is. We've seen the time interested time again of if a man cheats on a woman, a woman will berate him, call him a dog. And I mean, make this man regret cheating on her for a long, long time. But ultimately, she will end up staying with him and she will take all that public ridicule from women side like talking from their side of their necks and saying, oh my God, can you believe that she's with him? Even though he put her through all that mess, can you believe that she's with him? Yes, we have seen all that happen. And I don't know how many times she had to deal with that personally. And now she just probably woke up one day and said, you know what, I'm done. I, I, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with my husband cheating on me no more. And it is what it is. I didn't expect Bill Gates to be cheating on Melinda Gates. If I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't expect Bill Gates to be cheating at all. Because if you, you look at Bill Gates, I understand he has the money he expects. He has the uh, power he expects. My God, my man is Microsoft. He's Xbox. He's all these things that everybody either has or had had in their home at one point before Apple came in and took the game and before Sony came in with PlayStation and took over or whatever the case may be if you're a video game person. Um... You got to look at everything and be like, Bill Gates has money, but he's not the Rico Suave type guy. Yes, sure. Women are going to try to get on because he's Bill Gates and he has money. But I don't think Bill Gates has game like that. I don't think Bill Gates, Bill Gates has a cool bone in his body like that. I think he just takes the women running up to him and he'll take the free uh, attention, the free assets, if you will, from the women. And he'll do it because, well, he's Bill Gates. He knows that they just want some rub. They want the rub, if you will, from him. By saying, I was with Bill Gates. Cool. He got you. He slept with you. That was your return. You can fall out to your friend saying you slept with Bill Gates. And he can form up by saying, well, I slept with you. And I'm going to keep that under low. I mean, it is what it is at this point. I just think that Melinda Gates got tired of it. She ended up divorcing him. And it is what it is. And as you can tell... You heard from the reports. You think reports were thinking saying that uh there's been Bill has had multiple affairs during their relationship, and she said that those are answers that Bill needs to answer for. So that tells you right there, hey, she's heard about it. She does are the questions that if you want those answers, you gotta ask him that. But I guarantee you that she already knows the answer, and I guarantee you she knows some of the women too that Bill has slept with. So if anything to take away from this, I want people to know this. If you want to work on your relationship, do that. If you don't want to work on a relationship, get out of it. Ladies and gentlemen, I think now if you're in my age demographic, in which is now mid-20s, early 20s, early 30s, mid-30s, and matter of fact, push it even into the 40s, <laughs> do not get married. Don't do it. Don't not do it. Just if you're in a relationship with somebody, stay in that relationship. If you guys are in a good relationship, if you guys even have, though you have your tumbles and stumbles, be in that relationship and be good. Because you want to know why? Everything has changed. From 1994 to now, the game has changed. In 1994, they didn't have Instagram. They didn't have a literal internet. They didn't have the computer in their hand and in their pocket every second of their being. You literally had to go to the library. You had to go to a work office that had an internet. Well, a computer with internet, and then you were able to get on the internet by that point in 94. I believe. I wasn't born in 94. I was born in 96. But from my assumption, and from whenever you look at films and you look at all these documentaries, 
And you'll see these big bulky computers in people's buildings and all that type of stuff. Anyway, that was the only time you can be next to the internet. And even at that time, they would still have like these AOL chat rooms and all these type of things. So that was that. You had to cheat. If you had to cheat and you had a side person on the side, that was your only way you can get it off. Now with internet now, oh my God, people can get off with dealing with other people secretly. They got Tinder. They got... uh all these other dating apps, they got all these other, I guarantee you there's an app right now for, uh, for married people that just want to have a side piece on the side. I guarantee you there's an app for that. Uh, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's all these other social media sites that you can link up with people and create a fake facade about yourself. And guess what? Ta-da, the facade's there and you can Start looking at people, looking at how they look, looking at who they are, and all these type of things. And guess what? With that coming into the situation, you're now getting more temptation. That's all it's about, temptation. In 1994, there wasn't as much temptation for men and or women. Yes, there was more temptation in 94 than it was in 84 and 74 and 64. Sure, but I'll say this combined, all those previous years, the 64, 74, 84, 94, all the way up, combine all those compared to the temptation of 2022. They cannot compare because you can easily get on your phone. You can easily create a fake profile. You can easily do all the side hustle, side nasty work. If you're a married person, you can do all that. And guess what? You keep discreetly and you can have a legitimate relationship and an affair secretively. And you don't have to post anything. That's what get people busted. They uh, side piece posts photos of a uh, body part, jewelry, or whatever the crap it is of that person, and that's how they get busted. Anyway, long story short, Melinda Gates got tired of it. She wanted to get done. And that's cool. I just wish that if she's done with Bill Gates, you don't have to have the last name Gates anymore. You can take the Gates off you, and they're now back to Melinda French, if that's the case, but you're not a Gates no more. So that's all my whole thing is. I want people to understand that whenever you're divorcing somebody, you're divorcing everything. You're taking the money, you're taking the spouse's support, you get all that type of stuff, get all that stuff. But the last name, it does not stay with you. It's reverted back to the previous person. The only person I think that nobody will ever debate me with, and I believe that everybody concisely on this planet can say that earned the last name was Tina Turner. Nat Turner could never get that last name back. Tina Turner literally earned that last name. She went through a lot of hell. She went through a lot of abuse. It is known throughout the whole world wide what Tina Turner had to go through under Nat Turner. So she's the only woman that I know right now that's coming to my mind that deserves to keep the last name. All you other ones, if you divorce somebody, Ayo, you can give that last name back. You can go back to who you were previously and call it is what it is. And do what you got to do. But that's that last, that's the topic I want to talk about. Melinda Gates uh, divorcing. And she talked about it with Gail King on CBS. Now, before I get you guys out of here, I just want to talk about one show that pleasantly surprised me, to be honest with you. I want to talk about Euphoria for a minute. We just had the season finale of Euphoria last week. And it, uh, it was something else. If you haven't watched Euphoria, I want you to watch it. This is a legit strong uh, endorsement by me, and I don't endorse a lot of things. When I do endorse it, I say, you know what, that's one of them shows. Euphoria is one of them shows, and just because you see Zendaya on it, don't think it's a kid-kid show. Yes, there are a lot of 
actors on here that have young faces and all that type of stuff. So it's going to be perceived as it's for the teenagers and all that. Don't let the small children watch it. That's my caution to you. Do not let the small children watch it because they see Zendaya and they think, oh my God, this is the girl from Spider-Man and the Disney shows. Yeah, cool. Don't let the small children see it. This show is literally reserved for the 18-year-olds and even like the 16 to 17-year-olds and upwards up, in my opinion, for that. Because this show is literally about high school teenagers getting into drugs, doing uh, sexual manners with each other. It's real crafted out in a way. And I mean, there's a whole lot of different things. I'm pretty, I am butchering the hell out of Euphoria to you right now. I would say just watch it. I was requested uh, by the show because I was asking a friend that I talked to online. Uh, her name is Emily. And I asked her about a show about what she's watching that I that she would recommend to me. And she recommended Euphoria. And I said, and I've heard uh, people talk about it. And she says, really good. I will recommend you watching it. And I said, okay, cool. And this was about what? Last week, literally, I got on it. Uh... Wednesday, Thursday-ish, I started watching it, and I said I'll get through with the two seasons within Friday or Saturday. I got, well, I said Friday, but I end up catching up to Saturday for season two, all of it, and I had to wait until the season finale, watch season finale, and it blew me away. It was a nice way. It was a nice show. It's a nice, good show. Ladies and gentlemen, please watch Euphoria. I am butchering it, but please, for the love of God, because I don't want to give a whole lot of spoilers to the Euphoria. Just know it's about kids going through, well, teenagers going through uh, life. And Zendaya's character, Rue, she goes through it hard because she has to go through other things. And I just want you guys to please watch Euphoria. Please watch it. Great show. Trust me, I think you have a blast. It's on HBO. I believe HBO Max has it because that's where I watch season one and season two all the way up to the uh, season finale. But I believe they should have the season finale up there now. But again, watch the show. I wasn't going to watch Euphoria at first. I saw all the hubbub and everybody like praising it. And I thought, oh boy, it's one of them shows again that people are just like, oh my God, you got to watch it. And to me, I don't like watching them shows that everybody's like, oh my God, you really got to watch it. Like, oh my God, oh my God. But off the strength of somebody that has given me recommended uh, shows to watch before, again, thank you, Emily. Um... <laughs> This show was literally a great show to watch. Trust me, you're going to find characters in here that you enjoy watching. There's one character in here, Fezco. That's my guy. And uh, trust me, you're going to enjoy watching the show. There's going to be characters in here that you will hate, that you will loathe. And there's certain characters in here that you're just going to feel sympathy for. Trust me. Again, watch Euphoria. I really recommend it to you. Please watch it. It's a great, great show. And I don't know if they're coming back for season three. It's kind of got set up for like season three. They're going to have a season three, three for it. But, uh, oh, it was announced. Yep. It's going to be back for a season three. So, yep. Um, so it is what it is. That's good. Euphoria is coming back for season three. I can't wait for whenever they do come back. Great show. Please watch it. That's all I got to say for that. Now, with all that being said, let me give you guys my social media tags so I can get you guys out of here. On Twitter, you can find me at, at my2podcast. Instagram, my2centspodcastg2. Um, 
my email still is my two cents pod at yahoo.com again this email you can email me and talk to me about anything you want to talk about you can email me if you're sad happy depressed if you need somebody just to talk to you i am here please do not transition out of this life don't think that um don't think that nobody cares for you trust me there are people that care for you i am here just talk to somebody just please email me i don't want people to try to transition out of here my email is there please please email me if you just need somebody to talk to i am here i want to thank apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podbeam audible amazon music again these are five of the uh major uh podcast uh location where you can find this podcast at i want to appreciate them again they let me do what i do they let me still be me they let me to say what i want to say and uh i appreciate it very very much and hopefully with them i am trying to build up this uh podcast and hopefully uh i will be able to be have this podcast reach every other places around the world with these big brands also Last week, I did find out after, well, this week, technically, I found out that this podcast did reach people in Ukraine, so I'm glad that the people did in Ukraine did hear this uh, last week. Again, prayers up to you guys. There were people in the Netherlands listening, and there were people in Greece watching, Australia, uh, Canada, people in the U.S. Again, this see, that right there with these companies that I have on, that I'm basically putting this podcast under and spreading it out there i'm glad they're listening uh to this podcast i'm really glad they are uh finding a place where you can find it that's what i'm basically trying to say so thank you to apple google uh podbeam amazon music audible uh thank you again uh with all that being said always remember i love you I do love you all. I want you to have a safe day, a safe and blessed week. Please be safe out there. Uh, remember, don't be a dick. Please pray for the safe, uh, that the people in Ukraine can be safe. And please pray for people out here on this earth that are just uh, need prayer. That's all I basically got to say for you. Please be safe. Have a good Sunday. Have a blessed uh, week. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. This has been G2. He is I and I am him. This has been my Two Cents Podcast. I thank you. I love you all. You will hear from me again next Sunday. And with that all being said, Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.